Over 400,000 Americans have now died from the coronavirus. Countless millions across the world have been infected at one point and even more are being infected and reinfected every day. <clears throat> Thousands of Americans are dying <clears throat> excuse me, every day from this pandemic. I've known people who've died from this. Transported patients who have died from this. I've lost good friends. Church members. There are two now whose names I can add the masses that have lost their lives. Dorsey Nelson and Willie Jean Nelson. Those are my grandparents. My grandfather was laid to rest before Christmas. And my grandmother perished recently just a couple of days ago from this recording, a couple of days prior from this recording, and she'll be laid to rest this weekend. I had all plans to do episodes well into after Christmas and at the beginning of this new year, but a lot of things have happened. I myself contracted the virus and was subject to stay home, quarantined for the week of Christmas. Well, prior to the week of Christmas and the week of Christmas was the final part of my quarantine time. The virus affects everyone differently. I was fortunate some say blessed enough to not experience the life-threatening conditions of the situation. And I want to be clear when I say this. It's not just the flu. For those who have the light symptoms, like myself, I don't treat it as if it was something, oh, well, you know, it's just like the flu, and I bounce right back. Because the second that I got that phone call confirming that I was positive for COVID, I immediately didn't think about me. I thought about my children, and I thought about my wife. The one thing that I dreaded ever happening happened. I brought it home. That may not seem that important to some people who treat it as if something is just like the flu, but I was fortunate enough to not have the severe life-threatening issues that others have had, are having. And I immediately thought of my children and my wife. 
because I didn't want to have those moments to leave them fatherless, husbandless. And it scared me to death to wonder if they were to catch it, how they would react. Would I lose my family? People may not think about that, but I do. My grandparents were the best grandparents. I was a military kid, so I did not grow up where my family was from. But my grandparents came to the military bases that we lived at to share in learning who the person that I was growing up to be wrote me letters. My grandfather, who was in the country in East Texas, Tatum, Texas, took me swimming at Martin State Park. He's one of the first taught me how to swim, put me in the water, told me to kick, 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 and then let his arms go, and I immediately went down. Taught me about toughness. Paraded me around the town. That's my grandson right there. That's my grandson right there. Took me to go get haircuts. Bought me food and snacks. Always proud of the man that I became as I grew up. My grandmother, Miss Jean Nelson, has a soft spot in my heart. She always called me her baby Dan. There was nothing that woman wouldn't do for me. She loved me with the tenderness as if, if I was still a newborn. Even as a grown man, she would still love me with the same tenderness. Every time that I would come to visit, my grandmother would be like, have you eaten? I'd be like, no, I haven't eaten yet. Well, what do you want to eat? And it doesn't matter what I asked her for. Now, this is pre-keto, y'all. It didn't matter what it was. I would tell her. And she would go to the store and cook whatever I wanted. And then make sure I had something to take home. She loved on me as if I was one of her own babies. Because I was her baby. My mom used to tell me that she used to bathe me as a baby five times a day. Even if I got a little dirty, she bathed me. <laughs> she was that tender to me. She calls my wife her little lady and loves her as if she was her own as well. And my children are children. She just lights up when she sees them. One of the best memories that I have of her is when I became a first responder. She was so proud to hear that I became an EMT. She says, that's you. That's exactly who you were meant to be. Because you love to help people. It's always been in you to help people. I'm so proud that you get to go out there and help people. Because that's just who you are. 
Now, my biggest regret, the biggest regret that I have is that I didn't see him more. I was always working, always busy. When the pandemic hit, I really didn't come by because of my line of work. I didn't want to get anybody sick. I'd call. But I regret that I didn't call enough. The last time I had physically seen her was when we were burying my grandfather a month ago. She was still just as loving, still just as kind. And I talked to her on the phone, video chat a couple days later, about a week or so later. My kiddos got a chance to see her in the hospital last week. She was tired because there was a lot going on that I won't go into. It was her second time contracting the virus. And she was back in the hospital with a lot of other health issues that were causing her health to deteriorate quickly. But she saw the kiddos and smiled at them, but she was tired. Then I got the news of what, more bad news of what was happening to her. And I knew that it was only going to be a matter of days. Just the other day, I got the news. Being in the medical field, being a first responder, seeing the amount of deaths that you have in the realm of work that I've done, especially in the time that I have done it, you kind of become desensitized to seeing death, to hearing about death, to understanding death. Because that's one thing that you know happens. You still have to do your job. But the relationship that I have with that woman and that man now created a pit, a void within me. It was hard to come back to do this podcast, even though she had never heard it. I knew she was doing, I knew she knew that I was doing something to help people because that's who I am. That's what I do. Dorsey Nelson. Lily Jean Nelson, married over 60 years. I love you. And I will forever miss you. Thank you for always loving me, my family, and believing in me in ways that nobody else but grandparents could do. Even though physically you are not here and I can't hug you again. You will always be with me. The love that you have given to me, I will definitely. 
give to my family and the love that you had for your wife, Papa. I will definitely give it to my, to my. Thank you. I love you both. And I'll see you in my dreams. All right, everybody, welcome to the Keto 911 podcast. This is your Keto EMT, Daniel, here with another episode. I do hope that you guys um, took a moment to hear the intro. A lot's been going on, but I'm happy to be back doing this. So my goal for this one is to kind of recap 2020 as horrible and as fruitful as it has been (laughs) my podcast started in April took the time to learn it (laughs) learn how to work this realm of podcasting getting information out and I believe that I have been successful in this endeavor yet so far. The culmination of my progress in not an, in keto, but a blogger, a nutritional blogger, somewhat of a health coach or whatever, has been humbling and yet amazing. And I am so thankful that I have an audience here that constantly tunes in Whether it be small or big, the message is getting out there. And I'm truly grateful and I will forever be grateful and and honored to have you all here with me during this journey. The key combinations of me recording have been having the opportunity to interview the Keto Mike and the Low Carb Chef. When I say thank you so much to those gentlemen from Canada, oh my gosh. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, low carb chef, man. Go back and listen to the episode. His story is amazing. His journey from one country to the next, the varying degrees of his life story, to the pursuit of what he's doing now, to the influences in his recipes, what he makes, what he pulls from, the cultures that he pulls from, to, pro- to provide the type of product that he has is second to none. It's amazing amazing he is an amazing guy low carb chef man thank you thank you for coming on a podcast getting everything reorganized i'm gonna have you back man i I gotta have you back but i also want to highlight my first first interview with a keto entrepreneur and that's the keto mike mike Thank you so much. The words and inspiration. Man, when I say the episode itself was long, only because there were so much, so many jewels dropped in that episode. So many jewels dropped in that episode. Go back and check that episode out. We talked longer than that episode was because we just kept going. We just kept going. He has really, really good stuff. Mike is going to be back again. 
if it all go if I, if it, once we get our schedule together, I would love to have Mike back. He's just man. Oh, and don't forget, I, I have to plug his podcast. He has the Achieve More podcast, and when I say that the information that is given there, the motivate. Oh man, the first interview with the. Uh, Motivation speak uh, with the gentleman who's the Marine. Oh, man, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. We need more of this in the world. We need more of it. He has great, great, great information. His product, the keto oven, pizzas, pastas, uh, bread. I'm like, that man, man is on fire. Same as the low-carb chef. Both these men are on, on a mission, and they're going to be successful. They're going to be successful. Well, not going to be. I'm going to rephrase that. They are successful, and but, but they're going to continue to build on that success because these are two men with a vision, a purpose, a plan to help people live a healthier lifestyle. And I'm truly honored. To have had the opportunity to speak with these men. I can't wait to have another conversation with them again. Um, it's the new year. I know. it's Right now it's about almost midnight on Sunday the 24th. I know the first month is almost over. And I can't say Happy New Year and all that other stuff. But yeah, I'm going to say Happy New Year, everybody. I wanted to, outside of everything that I was going through... I felt like this was a good time to start talking because we've already started setting our New Year's resolutions. Some of us have already failed in that endeavor, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So, we have to continue to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and stay on the grindstone. What can you do in every on January 1st of every year? Every day, you, from January 1st, you have 364 days to be awesome. You have 364 days from January the 1st to make a change in your life. We have that opportunity. We have that ability to do so. So, I don't have much information as far as information to go over with keto today. Mainly because this is a reflection period. This is a reflection period. We've gone a full year, almost, yeah, pretty much a full year in a pandemic in the United States and other countries. I know Canada is on a lockdown for what I've been told. And the United States, now that we have new, uh, a new administration in office, we have yet to see how they're going to work on affecting the changes in the United States. The only thing that I ask for the United States citizens is don't be stupid. Just because the previous administration was your was your favorite and you followed that man, we all share the same country. Don't be an idiot. You don't know how this his how this virus is going to affect you or somebody else and sadly it has to. It it, it, will, it won't mean anything to you until it affects you or somebody close to you. And I pray. I don't pray that anybody feels this at all. I had mild symptoms, but when I it hit me, I had at least two days to where I could not move out of my bed. I was so weak. 
and there's nothing more that bothers you is having body aches and can't move to relieve the pain because you can't move because you're so weak. Your family can't come in the room to check on you because you're contagious. Don't be stupid. Along with this time of having one year in the pandemic, we need to focus on our health. We need to take in consideration and take, in, and take into the understanding that our health is primary, primary, uh, takes top priority, excuse me, along with our everyday living. You cannot fight off disease. You cannot fight off infection. You cannot fight off viruses if you are in poor health. can't do it. You have to exercise proper health, proper self-care, proper self-maintenance. I know I'm talking about self-maintenance and I'm up almost at midnight counting the hours till I sleep. But you have to take care of yourself. If you ever want to start keto, now is the time. I have plenty of episodes from the from my beginning to now. To kind of get you on that path. And we're going to go over some more detailed stuff. I'm going to get more interviews. I'm going to have some physicians. Medical professionals. On this show. So that way one. You don't just have to hear it from me. Not only the benefits of doing keto. Changing the, changing the way you, you eat. For the better. But you're going to also hear the health benefits. When it comes to virus protection. Pain management. Because a lot of the times when you have a lot of people who have low back issues, hip issues, joint issues, pain management doctors really can't do a procedure on you that may really help you because you may be too heavy. What complications do to you having diabetes, high blood pressure, hypertension, you know. So I'm going to have some medical professionals. I could consider myself a low-level medical professional because I'm only an EMT. Let's have some people who have doctorates and MDs on here. Because that way, if you don't believe me, you can at least listen to them. And do the research yourself. I always encourage that. Do the research yourself. Because guess what? I'm still learning too. I'm still learning. Health is paramount. Self-care is paramount. You have to take care of yourself. This is the time now. Start now. January is the prime opportunity to start now. If you fell off a of keto, I fell off a of keto. I was under the pen. I was there during my time in quarantine. I just ate what I could in my room. I really wasn't focused about staying on keto at the time. I was focused on beating, beating the virus. Or at least getting to the point where I can beat the quarantine period, test negative, and go back to do what I need to do. I was more focused about surviving it than actually keto. And with the situations that I mentioned in my, in, at the beginning, depression <laughs> caused me, depression in my mind really just took me for a loop, so I really didn't care. But now I have my wits about me. My focus is back. As the keto Mike will say, I have reestablished my why on why I need to go ahead and take care of myself, the health of myself, for not just me, but for my family. 
ask yourself why. Ask yourself, how many people do I know with diabetes? How many people do I know with underlying health conditions that mainly focus around the way that we eat? Over 300-something pounds have medical issues. How many people do you know? Can you see their faces? If there was a way that you could tell them that there's a better way to go about life so that way you can have a better quality of life, would you keep it to yourself or would you, or would you tell somebody? I made it up in my mind to tell somebody to share it with someone. And I've, it spread to a couple of someones. I feel most doctors don't want to cure a, cure a situation. They want to manage it. Now, in some instances, you can only do some things as far as management, like pain management. You can only manage somebody's pain because as the body um, gets older, it becomes weaker. So some pains are chronic to where you only can't do anything else but manage the pain. And that's understandable. But what you put in your body, how much you weigh, that is something that you can you can change. Now, I'm not saying force this, you know, go hardcore because you're trying to look like an Instagram model or somebody on TV. No, I don't look as awesome as I did when I came out of the military with the muscles. And I don't look like that. I don't think I'll ever look like that again, but I'm healthier. My quality of life is a whole lot better than what it used to be. You're not doing this. If you're doing it to attract another person, if you're doing it for the, for the attraction for women, if you're doing it so that way, one, you can lose a lot of the extra baby weight or medical conditions or even conceiving children, whatever it is your why, I need you to find it and use it as your focus. There are keto groups on this new app called Clubhouse that I'm now uh, in. And they are accountability groups. They encourage each other, have great information. There are some great people in these little uh, listening groups for, for keto pop-ups that come up there. If you have an iPhone, because it's only on iPhone right now, I encourage you to get in there and listen to these people talk. I've done it once, and I'm going to try it again soon. Because one, I want to get the message out there to as many people, and two, I'm not done learning. Find yourself a person. Once you establish your why, once you establish your why, find you somebody that you can use and have as an accountability buddy. One of the reasons why I say this Clubhouse app is really cool because guess what? There are people in there that, one, you can vent your issues to, what you're experiencing, the troubles, questions, or whatnot. You can do that to get information, to get an understanding, to have somebody in your corner because you may have family who's not. I know I have family who's really not for me doing keto. I know family who hasn't even listened to an episode of my podcast. And mainly, I started doing it for them. But I have an accountability buddy in the form of my wife, and she's mine. 
I have an accountability buddy and one of my good friends, James Scott, who I will also have back on here because that's just, you got to surround yourself with good people. You're not in competition with anybody when it comes to your personal growth and your personal health. So establish your why. Find yourself an accountability buddy. And this is the number one thing, if not the most important thing outside of everything else, is do not compare yourself to other people. Just don't. You're not trying to be a deadline to look like something for somebody else. You are in a deadline to take care of yourself and improve the quality of life that you have. And that's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You can't sprint your way into keto. You can't. You have to take your time. You have to research it because everybody's physiology is different. What works for me may not work for my wife due to her physiology being different from mine. Not just being man and woman. She's a completely different person than me. How my body looks after I lose weight is not going to be how her body looks because her body's built differently than mine. I talked to a lady on uh, a good uh, friend's podcast radio show. It's called The Petty Crew uh, by my boy Stephen Hayes. And I was uh, interviewed on his show today, which was another big boost on why I'm recording again tonight. And I told her, one of the good women, the ladies there, her name is uh, Sister Diamond. She says, I'm a voluptuous woman. And I told her, I say, look, when you're going for keto, there's been plenty of women who have been on keto who stay voluptuous. But it's about your body type and your body, body's health improvement. I'm not trying to fat shame anybody. I'm not trying to image shame anybody. But we have to get to a point to where, one, if you want to change the way that you look, it's understandable that you're a good-looking woman no matter what size that you are. I worry about your health. I have people tell me, you only got one life, so you might as well do everything and eat everything and do all that. And I'm like, yeah, and I can understand that, but I don't want to be on medications, diabetic medications, all this medical issues by the end of it where my quality of life is not good. I don't want that. And a lot of people nowadays are dying from diabetes and other heart hypertension issues now because it's something that's preventable. And personally speaking, in the black community, it's been the pandemic before this pandemic. As slaves, by the slave masters, we were, slaves were given the scraps. They ate the greens and gave us the juice. They ate the best parts of the pig and the cow and gave us the rest. So my people had to make do with what they had. And they survived. But the conditions were different. The slave mentality of what we eat is still prevalent today because those same foods is what people call soul food is what kills us daily. It's what kills us daily. I said in a previous episode, 
gun, uh, not guns, um, cigarettes tell you on the label can cause cancer, will kill you. What if food did the same? But food doesn't tell you, tell you that it'll kill you. Food doesn't tell you that it's bad for you. Yes, it does. It does. Well, where does it say it? In the ingredients. <laughs> the nutritional facts. Those are mandated by law to be on every packaging that's meant for consumption. It tells you right there on the labels. It can kill you. That's why I encourage everybody to read the labels. Just because somebody slaps keto on it or slaps low carb on it or slaps zero sugar on it, you still need to read it. Because there can be other things in there that mess your body up. Monosodium glutamate, MSG, carrageenan, that's in some heavy whipping cream. Carrageenan is not good for you. Monosodium glutamate, MSG is not good for you. Oh, well, this says zero sugar, but it has sucralose, fructose, and all them toses. <laughs> These companies have found out ways to, tr to change their words to lie to you by still putting the same thing that they said ain't in it. In it. You got to research. You got to be smarter than the average bear, as they used to say in Hanna-Barbera times. The government is not going to do it for you. Let me repeat that. The government is not going to, stay, to save you from yourself. Praying is not going to save you. You got to do some work, people. I've seen patients, they say, well, I'm in this pain, or I'm, I got this weight, and I got this, and I'm just praying to God that he'll heal me. Not anything against anybody from any religion, but I'm pretty sure the Bible says prayer without works is dead. People have got to stop praying and start doing for those who want to be businessmen or anybody who's trying to do anything, you have to give up something in order to gain what you want. For those who want their own businesses, a lot of people in those business world lose sleep. So that way they can focus on making sure that their business is a success. People who are musicians. I'm a musician. I'm a trumpet player. You don't get good until you practice a lot more. So what do you have to do when you have to practice a lot more? You have to reduce your time away from friends so that way you can focus on your art. If you want to build weight, what do you got to do? You got to spend more time at the gym pumping iron. What does that mean? You got to spend a little bit more time away from home. You got to lose something. If you want a healthy lifestyle, you have to get rid of the crap. You can't hold on to the crap and say, I'm going to be healthy and still eat crap. No, you can't. You're not healthy because you're eating crap. <laughs> now, see, but that is with, with as much conviction as I possibly can because I fell off. You have to give up something. 
You can't move on to a new relationship still holding on to the old person. What are you willing to give up to make your dreams come true? What are you willing to lose in order to gain something that's going to be better for you? It's the beginning of the year now. Find your why. Get yourself some accountability buddies that are going to support you through it. Be prepared to give up something in order to gain even more. And eventually, once you start to get into the process of doing it, eventually the practice becomes ritual. The ritual becomes habit. And the habit becomes lifestyle. When it becomes a lifestyle, you do it without even thinking about it. This is the year to make it happen. Not just because it's 2021. It's because I finally get an opportunity on the platform to tell you this is the year to get it done. Reestablish your focus. Reestablish your why. And let's start to grow together again. You only have time and opportunity. And when time starts to run out, there's only opportunity. Make the best of your opportunities as you get them. I will be posting back on the page. I did post something about this keto cereal that I found in Walmart. And I did ask people uh, on the page if if I should review it. And I got a response saying, yeah, you should review it. So I'm thinking I'm going to start doing more food reviews, more keto items. I found that Sprout has a whole variety of awesome keto items. They even label them. I'm going to see if they'll I'm gonna try to pull a Flav City and come in there with a videotape uh, video and break it down. So that way I can edit it and do a video of showing you the differences with uh, keto items and Sprout and stuff like that. I really want to do that. So... It's not as long as my normal episode, but I had to work myself back into this after such a rough time on this holiday season. So, I appreciate all the support that's still coming around. I, I remember when I hit a thousand listens, I have a thousand listens to my podcast. That is so so awesome. And I checked it the other day, and I was at 1,100. So that means I've gotten another 100 more listens. And this is so amazing. I'm so thankful, so thankful, so, so thankful. The journey's not over. But I had to take a moment to grieve. And I'm going through that, and I got some more things that are coming down the pipeline personally for my own personal developmental growth that I'm going to share with you along this journey with going keto keto fully, or still being keto fully. And we're going to add more to this platform. We're going to get smarter. We're going to get smarter. We're going to get smarter. I want want my listeners to be 
my keto first responders. I want you to guys to be keto EMTs because your health, your health is a priority. It's priority one. Health is priority one. You're my keto first responders. So the information you take, you need you to share it. Bring them back to the podcast. Bring me questions. Ask about particular things. I really want to know. I really got to hear it. So as a couple of accolades before I let you guys go, I was ranked from an email. I got an email stating that I was ranked 140th in nutrition in Canada. My jaw dropped. I didn't even think that I made such an impact. And it says 140th. And you know what? That is an amazing 140th. Ranked 140th in Canada. That is such a blessing. Such a blessing. The Low Carb Chef said that I'm the number one keto podcast. <laughs> that right there, man. I, I could have cried then when he said it. Humbling. Thank you, my friend. Keto Mike says that he loves the podcast, loves the information I put out, and I'm thankful to him as well. Thank you also, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Reestablish your why, people. This is the time to make the change for the betterment of your life and those around you. Each one, teach one. So, if you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at the Keto 911 Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. I'm going to get back to doing more food reviews on there. You can find me on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find, wherever you do your streaming for your podcast services. If you would like to be on the Keto 911 Podcast, send me an email at Keto911Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can send me a DM through Instagram if you can if you want to. Or if you would like me to be on your podcast to speak to you about my personal journey, my mission, and my purpose, you can also still email me at the Keto911Podcast at gmail.com or send me a DM through Instagram as well. I'm truly thankful for everybody that's continuing to stay with me on this journey. We're not done yet, people. We got more to go. And just as a testament to the proof of how my information is reaching people on a positive note, I will end this podcast with a message that I received from another fellow podcaster. That's right. It touched my soul when I got it, and it means so much to me to hear feedback on this level. If you got feedback, shoot me shoot me a voice message. All right. As the great as the late Robin Williams said in his movie Bicentennial Man. One is. I see. I, I I was doing so good. One is always glad to be of service. I live my life to be a servant to others, to enrich those of the lives of the ones around me. Even if I am not able to change the minds of billions or millions of people, if I am able to enrich the lives of one person, that will be enough. Because when you leave this earth, people will forget your name. 
people will forget your face, but they will never forget what you've done for them. This is the Keto 911 Podcast. This is your boy Daniel, your Keto ENT. Take care. Good night. Ashe. Hey, how you doing, Keto 911? This is the last real player live, Learen Youngblood. I just checked you out from the Facebook link. Hey man. Health is everything. Without health, there's no life. I like this, man. I like how you coming, man. Keep it coming, alright? Shout outs, baby.